do you feel like you have a purpose in life? Something that makes you feel like your life is worth living? I'm asking because a lack of purpose can dramatically diminish a person's ability to be happy or to succeed in this game of life. It's the number one reason why so many people settle for a life of mediocrity and become depressed. But as I discovered, if you have a strong enough reason for doing something, there isn't anything you can achieve. Before scaling the Sears Tower in Chicago, climbing a skyscraper was the furthest thing from my mind. Sure, <laughs> like most people, I marveled at the incredible architecture. But that all changed after I witnessed the MGM Grand Hotel fire in Las Vegas. It was November 21st, 1980. I was watching the sunrise from Red Rock National Park when I noticed a plume of black smoke filling the city skyline. It looked as if a bomb had gone off. As quickly as I could, I raced back to the city. When I drew near, the traffic slowed to a stop. I saw a reporter running by with several cameras and rolled down my window. Hey, do you know what's burning? It's the MGM Grand, he replied. I watched him for a moment, listening to the cacophony of wailing sirens and thumping helicopter blades. Then I decided to follow his lead. When I arrived at the strip, the entire area was cordoned off with police cars and barricades. I could see a large military helicopter snatching people off the roof and fire trucks with long arrow ladders rescuing people up to the ninth floor. But there were hundreds of people, many still in their nightgowns, trapped on the balconies beyond their reach. One woman was taking matters into her own hands by climbing down a long rope of knotted bedsheets, reminding me of a scene in a prison break movie. Fearing for the safety, I ducked beneath the barricade, but as I did, a police officer grabbed my arm. Hey buddy, where do you think you're going? I pointed towards the woman and the people trapped in the balconies. I know how we can rescue those people. Oh yeah, he replied, and how would you do that? I was about to respond when I heard a blood-curdling scream. We both spun and watched in horror as the woman who was climbing down the knotted bedsheets fell more than a dozen floors before hitting the pavement. I thought for sure I was going to puke. I had never seen anyone die before, not in real life anyway. So what's your plan, he asked. I quickly described the rescue operation in Yosemite Valley, where an injured climber was stranded on a ledge more than a thousand feet up. Believing his life was in danger, the park service initiated a daring helicopter rescue. I watched in awe as the pilot skillfully tilted the blades in either direction to initiate the swing of the rescuer attached to a cable. Once on the ledge, the rescuer strapped the climber to the basket and signaled to the chopper to take them up. We could do the same, I said, but on a larger scale. God, I hope you're right, the officer replied. Follow me. As we navigated the chaotic maze of fire trucks and ambulances, we were constantly stepping over hoses and through large pools of water. Along the way, we passed a team of paramedics, lifting the woman's lifeless body onto a gurney. I tried not to look, but I kept glancing back. I couldn't get the image of her falling out of my mind. The next thing I knew, we were standing before a firefighter who was wearing a mask of soot and frustration. Captain, I have someone here who knows how we can rescue those people. 
Oh yeah, the captain replied sarcastically. And how would you do that? Do you have a taller ladder? No, sir, I replied. But are you familiar with the rescue operations in Yosemite Valley? Not really, he admitted. Well, you could use a similar method, I said, by having one of the choppers lure a rescue to where all the people are trapped and start ferrying them up. Hmm, that could work, he responded. But my guys aren't trained for that. Then let me do it, I offered. I'm a climber. I know how to rig ropes and set up anchors. That makes you an expert, the captain fired back. No, sir, I replied, but it's better than doing nothing. Is that what you think we're doing? Nothing? Do you have any idea how many people were pulling off the roof of those helicopters? Quite a few, I admitted, but we could use one of those choppers to rescue the people trapped in the balconies. Look, I appreciate your willingness to want to help, he said, but I can't risk the lives of my men on some cockamamie do or die operation. Now, if you don't mind, I'd appreciate it if you vacate this area. Then he walked away. The following day, the headlines read, 75 dead, hundreds injured. It would later be revised to 85 with more than 650 injured, but the details were gruesome. According to the report, 12 corpses were discovered in the casino, either slumped over the bar or at the base of a slot machine. Another three were found on the downstairs lounge. Obviously, there was nothing anyone could have done to save them, but the 61 bodies discovered between the 19th and the 24th floors the ones I was advocating to rescue were found slumped in the hallways on the corner of the rooms. As to whether they could have been rescued, it's open to debate. But it didn't do anything to alleviate my guilt. I felt like I should have done more to save them. So I paid the nearest fire department a visit and knocked on the fire chief's door. Yeah, what do you want? I heard the fire chief growl. I opened the door. Excuse me, I was wondering if I could have a moment of your time. Are you a reporter? The fire chief asked. No, sir, I reassured. Notes and newspapers on his desk. Then what do you want? He asked. I want to talk about the rescue operation. What about it? I thought carefully before I spoke. I didn't want to come across like I was blaming his department. I just wanted to help. I know of a way we could have saved more people. You're joking, right? No, sir, I've never been more serious. The chief pushed back on his chair. Then humor me. How might we have done that? As quickly as I could, I described the same rescue operation that I shared the other day, but added, if they incorporated an ultralight gondola, similar to the ones used by ski resorts, they could evacuate twice as many people. Hmm, that would be risky, not to mention expensive, but it might work. What unit are you with? I'm not with any unit. Then who the hell are you? My name's Dan Goodwin. Are you a firefighter? No, sir. Then what the heck do you know about rescuing people in high-rise buildings? Not as much as you, I admitted, but I have learned a lot from climbing, and I can connect you with people in Yosemite Valley that do this for a living. Are you effing with me, boy? No, sir. Then let me ask you something. He leaned on his desk. Have you ever climbed a building? No, sir, I replied, wondering what that had to do with anything. Well, until you do, he countered. I don't want you telling me how we should fight fires or rescue people in high-rise buildings. Do I make myself clear? Little did he know, he made himself perfectly clear. As I walked out of his office, I knew exactly what I was going to do. I was going to climb a building. <laughs> Although I had no idea which building I was going to climb or how I would climb it. The second that realization hit me, I was filled with a sense of purpose that lit my heart on fire. 
And I wish the same for you. So here's what I want you to do. We're gonna play the what if game. Grab a sheet of paper and draw three vertical lines. In the first column, create a list of your greatest desires. In other words, what would you do if there were no limitations? In the center column, create a course of action for each with a realistic timeline and completion date. And in the last column, imagine how you feel when you achieve this dream. Does it fill you with a sense of purpose? Once completed, scan the list and see which one makes your heart sing. Trust your instincts. Once you've found it, look no further. This is the one that you should pursue. But one word of caution. Beware of the naysayers that cast doubts in your dreams. If I had listened to my naysayers, which include my oncologists and radiologists who told me to get my things in order, I wouldn't be the stage four cancer survivor that I am today. In fact, before scaling the Sears Tower in Chicago, William Blair, the city's fire commissioner, boldly declared the world's tallest building was impossible to climb unless he was Spider-Man. <laughs> but that's a topic for another conversation. Until we speak again, my friends, stay true to your dreams, for that will lead you to a life of fulfillment and happiness and without regrets. This is Dan Goodwin, signing out.